We are joined now by Michael Swain from Kansas 247 Sports and Fognet.com. Michael, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Excited for uh, what should be a really interesting night of basketball. Hey, did you know that Kansas played Saturday? I, I know that everybody knew that Duke and North Carolina played, but did you know that KU had a game too? <laughs> I, I did. I did. Maybe not <laughs> people outside of New Orleans. I don't know if people across the country knew about it, but yeah, Kansas did, and that was – Honestly, a reverse of the the 2018 Villanova game, and I think Bill Self alluded to it post game, and so did Ochai Baji, saying that kind of when all the threes were going in in the first half, the players took a second and were like, "Oh my gosh, this is actually happening!" Like the reverse of what happened, where within you know about six seven minutes, you kind of knew, okay, Kansas is going to play for a national championship. Now it got close in the second half. I think as as close as six points, but. Um, Christian Brown did what Christian Brown has done this season, which is make big shots in the second half. And sure enough, KU is able to play on Monday night for the first time since 2012. How imperative is it for Kansas to hit the floor running and, and really put the pressure on North Carolina early in this ball game? I think it's huge. I think this season KU has played tight at times. And I think for this team, playing with the lead is so imperative for them to play free and really play the style of basketball that Bill Self wants. I think you've seen this march that Key's been really good at getting off to, to good starts outside of the Miami game. Every other game, Key's gotten off to a good start, and I think it's allowed them to have so much success because I, I think when this team gets down sometimes and when the stakes are really high, they get tight. And I think you saw it the last week of the Big 12 regular season. I think you saw it against Miami in the first half when going to the Final Four was on the line. And I think that tonight, if they get down early, I'll be really interested to see how they respond because they're the favorites, right? I think it's like four and a half points is what Vegas says. So I'm really interested to see kind of how they struck the game because I think that's going to be crucial um, for them to win just because the way that they played this season and the way that Carolina plays as well. Michael, David McCormick is coming off of arguably his best game of the year and, and maybe one of the best ones of his career. How do you can – he, can he do that again tonight, and how important is it going to be for him, and not just him, but Lightfoot to step up and have big games with Baycott in the middle? I think it's huge, and honestly, I think for Baycott, I'm really fascinated to see what he looks like because I see twisted his ankle, and walking around you know, Superdome on Saturday, he was limping pretty bad, and we'll have to see, obviously, you know, he gets treatment in the 36, 48 hours kind of in between games, but those ankles can be tough to come back from in such a quick kind of span. Now, granted, they go on a flight, um, and it's all really easy to take care of in terms of just the treatment stuff. But I think for McCormick, it's huge. And I, I think that from the outside, I don't think fans will understand this for Kansas fans, but if David McCormick has a good game tonight, he'll win most outstanding player. And that means his jersey will be retired at Kansas. And if you told Kansas fans that in February – or at the start of the season, or even last week, they will laugh at you. And I think it speaks to McCormick's work ethic. Um, that's something I'll probably write about post game tonight. Is he showed up to treat, or he showed up to practice basically three hours early all season just to be able to practice because of the foot. And I think this is a guy that has put in all the work, and he's starting to see some of those rewards. And I think it's really cool for him. It's cool for Mitch Lightfoot to be able to be back here uh, on this stage for a Final Four. A kid that grew up a Kansas fan. Dreaming of playing for Kansas, uses all the extra years of eligibility he can to keep playing. Um, so I think for those two guys, they've got a huge matchup inside. If Key wins tonight, it'll be because those two guys played well. Okay, so you talk about the the inside game. Is so in in the whole big scheme of things, 
what is what is the key matchup for Kansas to be successful tonight? Yeah, I, I do think it's the guards. I look at R.J. Davis and Caleb Love and what they can do in terms of the explosive scoring that they have. Uh, I think, you know, you can let Baycott go and get, you know, 20 and 10 or 20 and 12. Like, that's fine. But you can't let Caleb Love and R.J. Davis combine for 45, 50 points. Like, that just can't happen. Um, you really do need to slow those two guards down. And I think KU has the, the wings and the guards to be able to do it, but those players have been so hot in March with what they've been able to do and, and kind of almost carrying Carolina, right? Brady Manick's been great. Baycott's been great. But the guards have, in big moments, made big shots. And so I think for KU, it's about slowing those guards down because if you're able to do that, you really can throw things off with. You know, when Carolina's playing in rhythm, they're hard to stop. And I think if you can throw the rhythm off, I think that's what makes them uh, easier to play against because they put so much pressure on you off on the offensive end that if you throw things off just a little bit, it makes things a split second off, then all of a sudden you're able to take advantage of that. So I look at the guards for tonight being a huge matchup, um, obviously with Manic and uh, Baycott still being kind of huge pieces for them. Who has the best bench in this matchup, and who's the most important player coming off the bench for the Jayhawks? Well, I think that KU has – the deeper team. Um, I think it's very interesting that KU has several players that Bill Self used in March and Jalen Coleman lands and Joseph Yesfu, and neither of them played against uh, Villanova on Saturday. So I think KU has a deeper bench if they need to go to it. I think you'll see both coaches use the very tight kind of seven man rotations that they have. And so I look for KU. Obviously, Remy Martin is, is the key guy. He wasn't great against uh, Villanova on Saturday, but they didn't need him to be great. And for most of March, he has been KU's best player. So I think you're looking at him coming off the bench, providing a spark. Um, I think that's going to be huge, especially against Carolina's guards and the way that this game pace-wise could play out. Martin's so good in transition that if both teams are kind of running up and down, I think that's when Martin could be able to thrive. So I think he's going to be crucial for KU. With all of the talent that has come through Kansas throughout the years, where does this season for Ocha Abaji stack up against the the field historically? Well, under Bill Self, if they win tonight, it'll be the best. Um, that's something that Bill Self talked about this week, kind of in a brief little talk with the media off the podium, um, basically saying that Ochai has been the Big 12 Player of the Year, first team All-Big 12, um, Big 12 Tournament most outstanding player, first-team All-American, um, and now if he goes on to win, a national champion. And at that point, he's accomplished basically everything you can outside of winning National Player of the Year. And for a player under Bill Self, no one has done that, right? There have been a, incredible players. Mario Chalmers was the most outstanding player at the Final Four, but he wasn't a first-team All-American. You, you know, you look at Frank Mason, Devontae Graham, you know, Frank Mason was the National Player of the Year, consensus first-team All-American, didn't win the title. Same thing with Devontae Graham. So for Ojai tonight, if they win, he puts it all together. He has the best individual season of any Kansas player under Bill Self and probably the best individual season of anyone since Danny Manning. So I think what Ojai's done this season has been incredible. Um, I think the slump in March has maybe overshadowed what he was like for the first three quarters of the season because obviously March is kind of the money time for this stuff. And I think that what he did on Saturday against Villanova was kind of announcing himself. Of, hey, you know, I didn't get a single vote for AP National Player of the Year. Like, I, I probably deserved a couple votes. So I think that for his individual season, 
it really does rank up there in terms of just the greatest at Kansas period, which is saying a lot. Ironically, Michael, uh, KU produced 81 points in their win over Villanova and, and Carolina produced 81 points in their win over Duke. Is that where this game is going to be played, upper 70s, low 80s? I think so. I think the pace of play is going to be pretty fast. KU wants to run. Carolina is going to want to run, too. Um, I think in terms of the product, I think it'll be very exciting for the casual fan to watch. This is not going to be a slow grinded out game like we saw in the Big 12 so much this season. I think it's going to be a, a fast-paced game. And the interesting thing for me is KU played very few possessions against Villanova, and they were so, so efficient. Um, I think their points per possession are almost like 1.4, 1.5, somewhere in there, which is just incredible when you consider that you know one point per possession is considered you know a, a good offense. So I think for both these teams, it's going to be who is the more efficient team offensively and who can get the stops when they need to. And I think KU has shown in March that when they need to get stops, they've been able to do that. Who's going to be assigned the duty of uh, containing Brady Manick tonight? That'll probably be Jalen Wilson. Um, I think you look at the lineups and I think Wilson plays the four for KU. Um, Obviously Manick plays the four for Carolina and KU has plenty of experience playing against Manic. Now, granted, he is a different beast now with the way that Carolina plays compared to what he was like at Oklahoma. And I think for Wilson, the key is going to be, you know, can you stay locked in? Because I think if you're looking at the starting five for KU, I think Wilson's probably the weakest link defensively. But even then, he's kind of a, a okay defender. So teams have gone after him in March, and I'll be really interested to see kind of how he does against Manic because I think that's probably who he's going to end up guarding for most of the game. Could you ask for a better season if you're Roy Williams? <laughs> no, definitely not. I think Roy has to be happy that he stepped away at the right time because I don't think Carolina makes it this far if he's still the head coach. I think he talked about it at his retirement that getting the motivational side correct over the course of a season was not one of his strengths over the last few years. And so I think it's going to be fun. I'm interested to see what he wears tonight. You know, is he going to wear the, the black turtleneck with the Jayhawk? Is he going to you know, have one of those fun split jerseys you see parents wear, you know, I, I, my guess is he's going to sit in the Carolina section. He's going to wear Carolina blue. Um, but I think, you know, I'll plug their story too. the Kansas City Star talked to him and he said, he's not rooting for KU to play poorly. He's uh, rooting for Carolina to play well. So I think that shows you where his mind is coming <laughs> into the game. That's politically correct, isn't it? Hey, uh, Michael, what do you got? Uh, what do you got right now on two, four, seven sports? Yeah, a bunch of preview content. I wrote a little bit of kind of what we talked about where Brady Manick, the matchup there, um, talked about Ochai and, and the season that he's had, and then we'll probably run the David McCormick story uh, post-game tonight. Sounds good. Hey, appreciate it, and uh, in, in, enjoy the game tonight. Thanks, definitely. Always enjoy talking with you guys. Talk to you soon. Michael Swain from Kansas 247.